Welcome to the Bliss Tonic Podcast, where we get real about the ups and downs of the human experience, and we use yogic philosophy and self-study as our Bliss Tonic. I'm Michelle Anthony, yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, meditation advocate, and dancer, circus performer. Flow is flow is flow is flow. Let's dive into this week's episode. all about maintaining your own energy, I wanted to extend an offer to you to last minute sign up for the Prana Dharana online course. So this is a course that just started on Sunday. So there's still time to hop on and join in the 14-day Pranadharana immersion. So this is a meditation practice that originates from the Yoga Sutras and it goes hand in hand with a moral practice that helps us to reveal the inner luminosity of the mind. And what this means is it reveals its natural, joyful state. It is a joy without reason. And one of the elements of this specific breathing practice that goes along with this meditation is that it vibrates the upper palate of the mouth and essentially concentrates energy in the space of the midbrain, the third eye. And so this awakens intuition and helps to bring a sense of mental clarity. You know what to do. You know when to say something, when to not say something. You know the next step to take. You may not know what comes 10 steps from now, but you know what to do and when to do it. And that is the gift of being in alignment with your intuition and having the sense of mental clarity that is revealed from this practice. So there is still time to join in even though the course has officially started, I will keep the registration open. You'll get a recording of the two-hour launch event. You'll have a direct connection to me to help you create your sankalpa, your intention that you will place in the energized third eye. And you have access to the private Facebook group of other people going through this process, as well as daily emails for each of the 14 days. So there will be a link in the show notes if you're interested in joining in last chance to come and join us for the Prana Dharana Immersion. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another week, another episode, and another opportunity to explore your inner world, to question the mind, and to sit with wherever you're at, knowing that it is perfectly okay. Whatever emotions are arising, we will be safe to explore them sit with them, experience them, and notice how the body responds. 
So the message that came through today was inspired by a client session that I did. Well, I do these, essentially, they're kind of like an oracle reading. You've probably heard me talk about them before. I do them at a local witchy shop. And I do a little oracle reading and then a guided meditation while uh, practicing Reiki and letting it flow through me into them with a specific intention. And something came through because of something that I heard. And it's something that I hear a lot, specifically in the new age philosophy. And, you know, that kind of stuff shows up definitely in kind of shops like that. So what this person told me was about an energy vampire that they work with and that this person sucks their energy. And, you know, I did tell, what I'm about to tell you is what I told them. And people don't always want to hear it because we don't always want to take responsibility for our own energy. And everything has two components and really they're one and the same, but how we approach them is different. So we have the physical three-dimensional world way that we can approach a situation like this. And so what is the situation? You, you go to hang out with your family, you go to work, and there's maybe a certain person who you notice. There's an awareness around how you feel you know, before and how you feel after interacting with that person. And it feels draining. It can look or feel like somebody being really negative um, and it being really challenging for you to stay in a positive mind state. And again, you hear me say it over and over and over and over. You don't have to be positive all the time. That is not the point of this. But the overall feeling is that this person's negativity has essentially rubbed off on you. Another way this could show up is feeling drained or tired um, or just feeling, yeah, really um, fatigued or exhausted after the exchange. Another way that this can look is more just really obvious that somebody could see is maybe this person is... Um, you know, holding your intention and not taking any subtle cues of, okay, you know, like I have to move on. And they keep holding your attention, holding your attention, even though there's no attention to give. Maybe, and maybe, you know, you are focusing on something else or whatever it happens to be, and they keep trying to hold your attention. So there's that like physical side of it. And then energetically, you know, that's one way we approach this is the physical side of things. The other is the energetic, you know, so maybe that shows up in more in the form of how your energy feels afterwards. Definitely this takes an awareness of your own energy, which we need to have a baseline. If we're going to claim that somebody is an energy vampire and we're specifically speaking about, you know, the subtle realm, we have to have this baseline, this check-in. Okay. So that is what I mean by energy vampire. And 
what I told this woman is, you know, nobody can take your energy without you and your permission, whether consciously or unconsciously. And this is all about taking responsibility for the maintenance of your own energy. And so what I mean by that is two things. You can, in the physical realm, you can set boundaries. And this comes to the yogic concept of asteya, of non-stealing, right? So when we are connecting with somebody who clearly isn't able to listen to us, or maybe they're running late, or maybe we're running late and somebody's trying to connect with us. We want to embody these qualities of satya and asteya, truthfulness and non-stealing. We can steal somebody's time by, you know, asking for, you know, free advice or, you know, stealing their time by um, holding them after class and, you know, asking a lot of questions. And it's not the fact that um, people do that, right? By all means, you can ask, you can ask, (laughs) you can connect, but it is up to the person who feels taken from to set the boundary, right? Oh, I don't have time to chat right now. Why don't we connect? Or, you know, if this is something that you want to dive into, I'd be happy to help you in the form of a session. Or in the context of like a nine to five job, you show up, say, hey, you know, you don't even have to say nice talking to you. Hey, I have to get moving on. I will connect with you later. Or, you know, hey, can we um, move this conversation in a different direction? I'm feeling really drained. Or, you know what, I don't really have the energy to listen to you vent right now. I support you or whatever you want to say, however you want to say it in a like kind and loving way. Not that you always have to come off kind and loving, um, but just being compassionate that not everybody understands that. And if they get upset, that's not up to you, um, how they respond to you, um, you know, embracing your own boundaries in a physical way, that's not up to you. And their response doesn't need to drain you more. And so that kind of detachment from whatever happens when you set a physical boundary, that is definitely a part of it. So, you know, the boundaries is a way that we can approach this concept of being, you know, somebody approaching our life as an energy vampire. And I kind of put quote unquote in that because, yeah, again, you know, I'm approaching it in this way. So you know how I feel about the term energy vampire. It's, you know, we allow it. We allow our energy to be drained from us in so many ways, truly. And it's all about taking responsibility and understanding what it is that we're doing, you know, and sometimes we can still engage with it and say, you know, later I'm going to maintain my energy. I'm going to add energy into my life in this way, but just knowing what you're doing. So then the second approach would be more of an energetic approach. And this is one definitely that the new age Uh, people that subscribe to the new age philosophy, which again, really isn't new age. Um, It's very old, but there's the element of doing the inner work, right? You can set inner boundaries. You can energetically cleanse yourself from other people's energy. You can claim your energy back. And so this, I'm going to share with you one practice that I really like 
that is all about drawing your energy back, releasing energy that's not yours. Sometimes I do it while I'm in the shower, <clears throat> and um, but it can be done really any time of day. And it's basically a really short meditation. I sit, I drop into my body, I drop into my breath. And you can do it right now with me. Just taking a couple breaths. And again, notice your baseline. Where are you at now? Where is your energy level? What is the emotional state? And what is the physical experience? These are the ways that we can take this baseline. And then we can call our own energy back to us and release the energy that's not yours. So sometimes a physical sweeping motion around the body helps. Sometimes I do this in the shower and just feel that the water is draining. You could visualize water moving through you. Whatever you want to do to help you embody the visualization of this release. I now release all energy that is not mine. I release all attachments to other people's energy, all cords or lines, connections that I have to other people's energy. And I now release and cut those ties and release and send it back to them or send it, you know, into the earth or release it out of my body. And then I now call back all pieces of myself, all soul fragments, all energy that has been misplaced, all energy that I allowed to escape or connect to other people, all energy that I've placed in the past, all energy that I've put into expectation of the future. I call all of my energy back from all of these places and accept it and integrate it into my being now. And take a breath and visualize and let that happen. Present in this moment with only you and your energy and yourself. Let the jaw relax a little bit. And then notice your new baseline. Your energy emotions that are present, how you feel physically. Maybe you want to sit up a little straighter. So just take that in. I know that there are definitely a lot of ways that a practice like this, where we are energetically clearing other people's energy, there's a lot of things that we can do in the subtle realm beyond what I just did. You know, there's the element of shielding yourself if you know that you're going to be around somebody like that energetically. And I have been recently, I guess, reopened to the idea of shielding. It's something I used to do every day back when I had um, a reawakening maybe in like 2011, 2012, when I had a psychic awakening and felt the need to protect myself with a really intense energetic shield every day. Um, and 
I found that it called in exactly what I was protecting myself from. And then a recent psychic advisor, um, you know, told me all shields are broken from the inside. (laughs) And, you know, some part of you was calling in that experience and it was really interesting and it really resonated with me. And now, you know, thinking about a shield as my energetic version of setting a boundary with somebody. My energy is my own. And I also, and and another element that he brought up was that all shields should be semi-permeable because we don't want to be blocked off from source energy. We want to connect with people in deep ways. We don't want to be completely closed off and blocked, right? And that's what a lot of shields do. And so there's that element of shielding that you claim your own energy and you also allow in source energy, prana, shakti. There are a lot of rituals you can do as well. And this is one I recently did. I just had an experience that I was like, nope, okay. Um, You know, this person entered my energy field and I noticed because I kept talking about it. And it's so interesting how we get fuel off of the um, like commotion of it, like the drama of it. And I realized that me talking about it was a part of me allowing this energy to be taken. And so, you know, I kind of backed off on the sharing of this experience And then I got the message and I'm still getting the message. I literally keep hearing (laughs) messages about Kali. I'm like, all right, Kali, (laughs) Kali Ma, um, please be on guard and help protect my own energy. um, And also, you know, protect it from this person who seems to be taking my energy, which I'm allowing, right? Uh, in, in some way, shape or form. And, you know, just, I always like to say, do I need this experience? And if I don't need this to continue, like for my, for my growth, for whatever it is. And I, I usually get that intuitive answer of like, no, I don't need this to continue. Right. And so for my highest and greatest good, I now block this energy, whatever exchange. Um, so I've been getting that message to Colin Kali. So there's a lot of like rituals, visualizations, mantras, a lot of more in-depth things you can do as well. But I wanted to record this because as we go into the holiday season, which we already have entered, so I, I guess, ah, <laughs> which, okay, this is one more thing. So one more preemptive way that we can block this and we, as we go into this, holiday season, if that is something that you celebrate, whether it's the solstice or Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever, just holidays in general, whether you, you know, subscribe to the religious perspective, the spiritual perspective, or, you know, and this is what I've been contemplating a lot because it's not something that I am active in celebrating for the reason you know, it's intended, um, is it's a time where people have off work and you get to spend it with people because other people have off work. And it's an interesting perspective when I think about how would I do things differently, you know, and, and just approaching the holidays in the past, I've been really kind of like resentful of like, ah, this is not something, this is not like a ritual 
that I necessarily um, am in alignment with. However, it's something that our culture and society, you know, has really put a lot of um, stock into. And, you know, I've kind of transitioned into this awareness of, well, now it's just a time that people have off work, so it's easy to get together. And so what would I do with this time? And if, if there was no need to subscribe to any sort of thing I had to do, what would I want to do? Um, so that's been something I've been thinking about lately of, you know, approaching this time as I can do whatever I want. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You can create your own rituals and culture around this season and, you know, you're in charge of your own energy and you're in charge of your life. Truly. A lot of this yoga practice is realizing, you know, that you are in charge of your own life. You, you can't always control the outcome of your actions. And really, truly, you can never control the outcome of your actions, but you can only align your actions and then surrender the outcome. So aligning your actions with what you what you want? What do you want to celebrate? How do you want to engage with this season and know that, you know, you are the one who chooses and you can set the boundaries in a physical way. You can set the boundaries in an energetic way, whatever calls out to you and know that if you feel drained, you can do that practice I shared with you today. You can feel free to connect with me if you want something very specific which is something that I offer in my sessions, depending on what it is that you're looking for. So really, this is all about you honoring your energy and then taking responsibility for its own, the maintenance of your own energy body and know that nobody can take, <clears throat> nobody can take from you what you don't allow. I don't know if that was a double negative. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I'm going to wrap this up with a mantra. So let's take a breath, let it out, and I feel called to share the Mahamritanjaya mantra. This is a mantra that helps you to become the light, embody the light. This is a great mantra for those who are leaders, healers, teachers, and want to embody the light. This is a great time to set the example for others, knowing that, you know, since you're in charge, you can do things however you want to do them. And you can be a light and beacon for others who want to do things differently. Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandim Pushtivardhanam Vurvarukamiva Bandhanan Mrityor Mukshya Mamritat Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandim Pushtivardhanam 
Urvarukamiva Bandanan Mrityor Mukshya Mamritat Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandhim Pushtivardhanam Urvarukamiva Bandanan Mrityor Mukshya Mamritat Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I am so happy that you are all showing up, doing this work for yourself and for your communities. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or rate and review so we can be more available to the broader community. Have a wonderful day.